Good morning. Welcome to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. Are you ready for house guests this weekend? Fred is on his way. If you're new to Florida, I'll help you with a list of what you need to be doing to prepare your yard for a tropical storm. The show's being produced by Colton Young, our talented producer. Good morning, Colton. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Colton, have you I know you live in an apartment, but have you ever grown vegetables? At my last apartment, I tried to, yes. Oh, well, we're going to be able to help you today in a few minutes. Ed Thralls is going to help everyone who has started a fall vegetable garden. Little seedlings are coming up. What do you do with those upstarts? Well, Ed's going to give us the next steps on our way to having a great harvest. Second hour, we're going to have another Better Lawns and Gardens favorite, Lance Walheim. He's one of the best-known authors on citrus. Don't have room for a citrus tree? Maybe you only have a patio or sunny balcony? Well, Lance is going to help us grow citrus in a container. Maybe we can convince Colton to have one. I don't have time to do trash cans, but Tom, Tony had four bags of weeds, Brazilian pepper, and excess plants this week, and he raises you one 10-foot-tall cherry laurel with a stump that he dug out with his bare hands. He had to make sure he got the roots. Thought you'd like to know. I would love everyone listening to be part of our program. You know, it's all about you and your gardening questions. Call one 455 2967 to get on the board with your gardening questions. Colton will answer your phone calls, or you can text me at 23680. The rain is going to continue with Fred this week. It looks like it's going to head up the West Coast, not on land, hopefully, but go north to Alabama. So I'm praying it's just a mighty rainstorm. And we're going to just get rain. But now Bob in North Florida, get ready, Bob, for more rain. He emailed on August 3rd and he said, look for a tropical storm threat from August 10th through August 14th and on September 8th through the 12th. So says the farm, Old Farmer's Almanac. Well, it looks like the Farmer's Almanac was spot on, Bob. Thank you for sending that. He also said there's been measurable rainfall every day for this month so far. And he said the storm that came through was downright violent this week. He expects to find trees that were struck by lightning. He ended up having 2.57 inches of rain. And he is a Pumbaa onion seed arrived from the the, um, NE Seed Company. It's a great company. Go on their website, NE Seed Company. Jim in Tallahassee also said he had two and a half inches of rain in his gauge this morning. He picked a large amount of okra. And his early girls are up now, too, along with cukes and zucchini. So he's still trying to get into the garden to mow it down, but it's too wet. Well, Jim, I don't know, but I don't think you're going to get to mow this weekend. So if you are new to the program, I do have a newsletter. It's called In Your Backyard. Thank you to everyone for signing up for it. We've had a really great uh, you know, drive this week, and a lot of people are, are signing up for it. You can go to my website, she-consulting.com, she-consulting.com, and you can just go to the on-the-air page, and you can see the uh, radio show, Better Lawns and Gardens. You can listen to past shows on that site, or you can sign up for the newsletter. It comes every month, and you can also read it on the website. So you can just go on the website and just click on the, uh, the month that you'd like to read, and you can do that too as well. And so uh, we're going to have a great show today, and uh, also we're going to uh, be talking about Dirty Word of the Day, and also uh, just going about, you know, just things to do in your yard, what to do in your garden. 
And that you can look at on our website, betterlawns.com. If you also, too, would love to go to my Facebook page, I would love you to. And just like it. And then that way you're going to get to um, get all access to the shows after um, we do the show each week. It is posted on betterlawns.com. You can go and listen to it right away. Or you can wait till we post it on the Facebook. And I give you a list of items and everything that we've discussed and talked about and the different questions that we've talked about on the day. So I love to uh, do that and, uh, you know, just let you know out there in social media, on social media, how, uh, you know, we're doing on the air and what we're discussing on the air. And you can also send me topics that you'd like to know about and also uh, questions that you're interested in. You can do that through my website or through betterlawns.com and it will come right to me and uh, we can answer your questions. So uh, let's see, we're doing great here so far. Uh, You know, we're talking about watering this weekend and, uh, you know, little things that you can do uh, to prevent, uh, you know, getting more uh, damage to your yard during a storm. Please don't, uh, you know, this is just one thing. I'll talk about more later on in the program, but please don't cut down any trees or branches and put them out by the side of the road this weekend if you think you're going to get storms. Uh, one is that there's not going to be anybody there to pick it up, and it's just going to be laying there by the side of the road. And if we do have some high winds, then those are going to be able to fly around. Leave them on the trees, and, uh, you know, unless it's going to be very damaging if it's close to your house, take them down. But make sure you secure them, put them in a place that they're not going to get picked up and tossed by the wind. All right. And so that's going to be very important. No need to be fertilizing or doing anything this weekend. It's just going to get washed and leached away. So you don't have to do that. This is just going to be a weekend that you can stay inside and, uh, you know, read your favorite gardening book or listen to more of the Better Lawn and Garden Archives. And then you can, you know, go ahead and uh, just just take the weekend off from gardening this weekend and pray that Fred and uh, just doesn't turn into a, a major storm as he gets into the Gulfway. So uh, we're going to uh, be back with more of Better Lawns and Gardens. Do you have a gardening question that you need answers to? You can call me. Colt will ask you for your city in question. You can call one 455 2967 I'm Teresa Watkins, and you're listening to Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. Good morning and welcome back to Better Lots and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. I'm a horticulturist, landscape designer, and garden author. I appreciate all the new listeners and gardeners to Better Lawns and Gardens. I just love being here and answering gardening questions, so you're welcome to give us a call. Also, August is a month to start your fall vegetable garden. If you planted seeds last week, they should be emerging soon. If you go onto the betterlawns.com page, you will see that I have vegetables for North Florida, Central Florida, and South Florida. So every part of the state, you can go on and see what vegetables you could be planting right now. They should be emerging soon. 
So let's find out what to do when our vegetables sprout. Ed Thralls is the Residential Horticultural Extension Agent at the University of Florida IFAS Extension in Orange County. He's a longtime friend and a hardworking gardener. He is so amazing. Ed's been busy in his garden. Good morning, Ed. How are you today? Good morning, Teresa. We're doing well, and uh, I just looked outside a little while ago. It looks a lot better than I thought it was going to look a couple of days ago. I agree with you. I thought we were going to be saturated with rain right now, and it doesn't look like it's going to hit till about tonight, right? Yeah, if we get any at all. I hope we get some, though. We need it. We do. We do in all parts of the state, so nobody complain about the rain this weekend. We'll just take the weekend off. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> so what new varieties of fall vegetables are you trying this year? I'm trying a few new tomatoes. I'm not a tomato expert, but I learn a lot with tomatoes. I'm trying black creme and the giant Belgian pink. Uh, They're both heirloom varieties. The Belgian pink is supposed to have a tomato that's going to be over a pound, and that would be kind of nice. And I intend them to grow alongside the Cherokee purple I've been growing for a couple of years, and it's really been flavorful for me. Well, I love the black creme. It really is it's very tasty, and it looks good in the garden. I don't know what it is about dark vegetables, but I, but I like them. It seems like when they're really red, other critters like them, too. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about planting seeds last week, and then in the next few weeks, what should our vegetable seedlings look like? Well, uh, the gardening season starts uh, in September on paper, but I like to get a little bit early start, so... This is the weekend that I usually use for planting out the garden. Um, transplants, uh, seeds I started back on July the 15th are ready to go in the garden, but I'll plant uh, squash and green beans and other plants directly in the ground uh, at the time I put my transplants out, so I'll put a few out this week. They should be up, uh, those seedlings in the ground should be up in about a week or so, and um some of them may be crowded, but uh, it's time to get your garden going. Uh, we actually, folks don't know that this is the beginning of our gardening season, not the end. Yeah, it, we're so fortunate in Florida. We have two times a year, basically, that we can start over again. Yeah, we got now, and we've got a March time frame to start again with our warm season vegetables. There you go. It's always great to do that. So how do you determine, you talked about that they're going to get a little crowded. How do you determine what to thin and, and c- can you explain what the process of thinning is? What does sure. it accomplish? Uh, well, actually, uh, some people have a tendency to plant every seed in the seed packet at one time, and they don't really space the seedlings or the seeds uh, and the distance recommended on the packet or in some uh, gardening book you might have. So they get crowded, and uh, all the seedlings may come up at one time, and you need to really spread them out to that distance of a mature plant so the plant leaves will stay a little bit drier and have a chance to uh, get some uh, protection from the uh, critters that are going to be in the garden. So when you get the seedlings coming up and they're way too close together, you can either reach into the ground and pull out the seedlings that are just too close together so you can get plants at the right distance, or take a pair of scissors and just cut them off a ground lever. You'll find that you'll have fewer plants overall, but they'll grow larger and they'll be less prone to disease and insects. That's great advice. That's so true. So what best management practices should gardeners be doing as their seedlings are coming up? Is there anything? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of best management practices gardeners need to learn if this is their first garden. And from experienced gardeners, you just need to 
relive all of those management practices you have. Uh, for instance, keeping your weeds under control, extremely important. Scout the garden frequently for pests and remove desi- uh, diseased plants. So you're just not going to get them uh, back in good health. Water early in the morning and fertilize on a regular basis. And use pesticides wisely. Uh, follow and label directions and apply only when the pest is present. Well, so you mentioned fertilizer. So how do you fertilize new plants? Is there a change in the amounts that you should use? Yeah, I think there is for new plants. Uh, right away they're growing. I usually don't start fertilizing new plants until I see the first true leaves, which is usually the second leaves. And then I fertilize lightly uh, with a half-strength liquid fertilizer for a few weeks, and then I get on a regular schedule of about once every three weeks. If I'm gardening in the soil, I'll use a granular fertilizer, and if I'm growing my plants in a container, I'll use liquid fertilizers. Oh, that's great. That's great advice. I, I, I do that myself, and I appreciate that. So what pest issues can be seen in a new vegetable garden? Uh, well, you know what? A new vegetable garden, you're kind of lucky. I don't think the pests know where the garden is, and so I seem to have fewer pests to deal with in the new garden. But in these succeeding gardens, I seem to have more pest problems, and I think it's because we have a lot of weeds that are growing around the garden, and the pests that we did have just move off of our vegetables into those weeds. So you want to expect for pests like aphids, white flies, thrips, stink bugs, and some of their relatives we call leaf-footed bugs. They're among uh, also a, a myriad selection of caterpillars. So you get out there, and uh, you want to control your weeds so you can enjoy your next gardening season, but also you want to take care of those pests when you find them in the garden. Well, I know I've done this, so how do you, uh, how do you explain to people how to d- differentiate between a weed and a seedling, a vegetable seedling? Because oh, I pulled boy. some of my seedlings out. <laughs> Sometimes it is very tough, and for the new gardener, until they get some experience, it's difficult to determine which is going on. But if you planted your particular vegetables in a pattern, let's say uh, so many plants per square foot or maybe... Uh, so many inches or feet apart between your plants, then anything that's not growing in that pattern is probably a weed. Yeah, and what I've done also, too, is that I will Google the name of the vegetable and then put seedling leaves on it, and um, also my dirty word of the day that's coming up, and uh, and look for images, and you can kind of see what the leaf will look like. And some seed packets have leaves on them, too, right? They show yes, you a picture of the seeds. Yes, they do, uh, but uh, that's a great idea, and... Uh, if you do uh, find those seedlings and, and you're able to recognize them, you can uh, <laughs> protect your plants a little longer. <laughs> I know. I've done that. So Fred is on our door, doorstep. It's only a tropical depression right now, but what's the difference about watering during tropical storms and hurricanes and just regular watering? Well, uh, if you don't have a rain gauge in the garden, please get one. If Mother Nature gives us at least an inch of water a week for new plants or two inches of water a week for our established plants, you don't really need to irrigate. You can turn your irrigation on. Otherwise, just make sure your garden uh, gets at least one to two inches of water a week and you keep the soil moderately moist. That's, that's great. That's, that's so important. So we talked about thinning your vegetable seedlings, but there's also other terms. What's the difference between pinching and thinning? and then deadheading and pruning. Oh, boy. Those are uh, a lot of terms we see, and some seem to be closely related, but they have different purposes. Uh, Many of us like to grow flowers around our garden because it makes our gardens look attractive, and there may be some other benefits as well. 
Uh, a good pair of hand pruners will make a nice clean cut in some cases, and your fingers can do a better job in some cases. The benefits of deadheading, uh, when your flower buds, for instance, uh, just have finished blooming and they start to look really bad, you want to go ahead and remove those flower buds so you'll get new flowers uh, on your plants. So you use uh, deadheading as a practice to do that. Um, a lot of flowers benefit from having them removed, and uh, we've also got uh, small plants, let's say uh, herbs like basil, uh, gets a little flower on it, and as soon as the flowers start showing up on many of our uh, herbs, we start losing the essential oils of the plant. So we'll go ahead and pinch out those flowers so they won't be there, or we might pinch out uh, some of the top growth, and that will make the plant a little bit thicker. Um, when the plants get older and they start to wear out, uh, then you want to prune. And uh, usually you prune the foliage back uh, so that you can uh, rejuvenate a plant, like a rosemary plant, for instance. But uh, using thinning and deadheading and uh, pruning, they're all uh, interesting terms in the garden, and they're all very beneficial to keep your garden growing. Well, it's important because, I mean, if you're growing herbs, you should really use them in the garden. And, and you know, plants have a kind of like a job, I say. And once they've done their job, which is to grow and then to, to uh, you know, produce their, their leaves and then flower, they just stop growing. So this is important to keep them pruned. And also lettuce will keep growing if you keep cutting it and eating it. Oh, absolutely, and uh, you can pinch those leaves out around the side and use the overdoor leaves, uh, and as long as you don't disturb the center section, it'll continue to grow and give you those come-and-cut-and-come-again come, plants. There you go. Now, you canceled your class this morning, so are you going to reschedule the peppers, some like it hot, and then what are some other classes coming up? Yeah, I intend to reschedule the class. It's usually a pretty popular class, and I was a little disappointed. We only had five people enrolled for it, and usually I have about 40 but uh, we've got beekeeping coming up, and it's a live class. Uh, you'll actually get to visit beehives. I'll be talking about major insect pests in the garden, and I usually call them the top 25. Uh, backyard chicken training is going on, and I think Orange County's uh, in discussion about uh, passing an ordinance very shortly. Uh, and first-time home buyers workshop will be in Spanish. And then there will be alternative lifestyles, options for your modern Florida lawn. You're going to be looking at ground covers and things. So where can your, our listeners um, experience your excellent exploration gardens at the Orange County Extension Office? Well, uh, you can come down to the office at 6021 South Conway Road. It's open uh, from sunrise till dusk. Um, you can self-tour through the garden, or if you uh, give us advance notice, uh, you, we might be able to get somebody out there to walk you through the garden. But we also have a small exploration garden at the government administration building downtown. And it's a, uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me, a native plant garden. And then, of course, you can go online at Facebook slash Garden Florida, one word, Oh, excuse me. There you and, go. <laughs> uh, you get a lot of uh, information from our exploration gardens at that site as well. Thank you so much, Ed, for all this important information. It's so wonderful to grow your own vegetables. Uh, you have a gardening question right now? It's time to call me at one triple eight four five lawns. I'm Teresa Watkins. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and I am here waiting for your questions. one 455 2967 Or you can text me anytime at 23680. Got some really great text messages here. Thank you so much for sending. Sounding really good, Teresa said. We're out here listening. Thanks for the advice about not fertilizing. It's going to be a rainy weekend. And that's very important because in my August, what to do in your landscapes, I have that this is the month you can start fertilizing your vegetables and getting into the, uh, the fall time of the year for your fall care. And so fertilizing can be a part of that. But you don't want to do it, even if it's slow-release fertilizers. You don't want to do it on a weekend or when you're going to have three to five days of really excessive rain, okay? It's going to leach it out, wash it away, and we don't want it to go into our stormwater drains and into the lakes and into our water bodies. So you make sure that just just put it off for this week and enjoy and relax this weekend. So the next text question is almost like that, and it's a really good one. Can I use Osmocote to fertilize my azaleas, or should I use one specifically for azaleas? Is it okay to fertilize them now? She said the last time they did it was in March. Well, that's going to depend on what your soil conditions are, okay? So if you've taken a pH test and you know you have acidic soil that is good for your azaleas, then using just a general fertilizer uh, will be good, and Osmocote's really good for that. And so that would be fine. But if you have a pH that's higher, that's a little bit more alkaline, neutral alkaline, which is, you know, six point. Uh, six to seven to, uh, you know, above that, especially if you're on the um, ocean, the coast, then you're definitely going to want to use an azalea fertilizer because that puts the analysis, puts the uh, the um, fertilizer in a uh, form that the azalea can absorb. The pH affects how much the plants absorb the fertilizer. So if you're not in the proper acidic uh, conditions for azaleas, Definitely use an acidic fertilizer. I hope that explains that. She said, hi, Teresa. Is it too late to plant seminal pumpkins in Tallahassee? And I don't think so. I think you can do it. Uh, just, uh, you know, um, go ahead and put them in the ground. After You know, you can put them in today because you're not going to get that rainfall really until tonight uh, or Fred getting up there. So go ahead and do it now. And uh, we'll just hopefully have a very long uh, fall and you'll be able to get them. So that'll be good. Also, too, we're expecting Fred this weekend to come up the coast of Florida. He's going to head north to Alabama. So you guys stay dry up there. Uh, It could move still, so we have to stay alert listening to the weather forecast. It's going to bring intense rain for how long? We don't know. But here's some items to do today before Fred gets up, goes up the coast. You want to move container plants and hanging baskets, any yard art. I love yard art. So if you have it in your yard, go ahead, and along with the patio furniture and other loose items, you want to move it to a sheltered area so it doesn't get blown away. They don't get tossed or broken, okay? If your potted plants are too heavy to move, place them behind a hedge close to the foundation, or you can lay them down flat, okay? Just turn them over. If the soil comes out or the mulch comes out, you know, you can put it back in. But just lay them down so that they don't get blown over. Turn your irrigation systems off. This is so important. With all the rain, your plant uh, is the last thing your plant's going to need is to have more water. So remove the drainage. You know, uh, 
dishes underneath. Go ahead and let the water seep into the ground, but you want to turn your irrigation systems off. There's no reason to pay for water if you're going to get it free from Mother Nature. Okay, so don't do that. If you have rain barrels, leave the spigots open. If they're connected to the gutter, disconnect the gutter. Okay, if they aren't full of water, move them to a secure location. If they're full of water, then they're they're not going to really go anywhere. They have, uh, uh, you know, the weight to hold them down. Everyone needs to stay safe, so stay inside and listen to your weathermen. So my other text message is, I have a banana tree on the other side of my fence, but it's gone under the fence and is in my yard. How do I get rid of it but not ruin the plant or not ruin, ruin the tree outside of the fence? Well, all you need to do is cut it down. It's going to, uh, you know, pop, bananas are going to move and they're going to grow and keep it coming underneath your, uh, your fence area. So my suggestion is to put a bamboo barrier right along your fence line. And you can get that at uh, the hardware stores and the do-it-yourself stores and also um, online. Just get a bamboo barrier and place it down about a foot underneath your fence, and that will keep the bananas from coming over. She says, I have a sable palm and lawn service cut palms back, but they finally came back. They have many suckers on them. Do you cut the suckers off? And uh, yes, you can cut the suckers off. You want to do that. That's going to, um, you know, um, concentrate all the energy into the your banana tree, which is going to produce the bananas. So the suckers will take away from that. So cut the suckers off. All right. If you'd like to give me a call, one triple eight four five lawns. One triple eight four five lawns. That's one triple eight four five five two nine six seven. Colton's going to sleep here, so we want to give him a chance to. Uh, uh, you know, answer your phone calls and get your gardening questions answered right now. So that that's going to be great. Some things to do in your yard this week. Well, you're going to want to, uh, uh, like Ed Thrall said, remove the weeds before blooming. And that's going to help prevent seasonal receding. So you may think like when you're mowing these weeds that uh, you're getting rid of the weeds for good. Well, actually, if the flowers are on the weeds and you and you uh, bow them down and you don't bag your clippings, then that means the next season that those annual weeds are supposed to come up, there's going to be plenty of seeds in the ground to do that. So if you have a lot of weeds in your yard, and I would say probably more than 25% of your lawn is weeds, you know, it's not going to help you. It's not going to save the environment to go ahead and, uh, you know, just put your clippings on the lawn. Bag them and prevent those weed seeds from going on. You have a gardening question? Now's the time to call. You would like to call Colton. And you, the number to do that is one 2967 Or you can text me at 23680. So the texters are up this morning. The callers are still drinking their coffee or tea. I have a great cup of tea. That's what I drink in the morning. And, uh, you know, just whatever you need to do to give me a call, that will be great. Uh, If you're having breakfast this morning, call and tell me what you're having for breakfast. I'm Teresa Watkins. You're listening to Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and yay, the callers woke up. We have lots of phone calls in for you today, so get ready. If you have a gardening question, you can call me at one 455 Let's go to uh, Ormond Beach. Um, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, uh, Teresa. You have a very nice show. First time I've listened to it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I have a question. Um, I have a St. Augustine lawn. We're near the beach, uh, just across from A1A, so it's kind of a salty atmosphere. But St. Augustine's growing well, but I have a little bit of sedge in uh, the backyard, um, and I'm trying to figure out how to eliminate it. It's maybe, I don't know, probably less than 5% of the lawn, but it's there. Okay. You, you want to nip it in the bud right now. So there are a couple of great products um, that you can get at the do-it-yourself stores or the box stores, and it's called Sledgehammer, or you can look for a herbicide called Image, I-M-A-G-E, and that will help you get rid of sedge. So go into the centers, tell them that you have sedge, and you can spot treat those areas and take care of it right now before it gets to be a major problem. Very good. I'll, I'll give that a shot. Thank you so much. And uh, what's your website again? The website your, is uh, betterlawns.com. And also uh, my website for me is uh, she-consulting.com where you can sign up for my newsletter. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Let's go to Robert in Plant City. Good morning, Robert. How can I help you? Good morning, Teresa. Thanks for taking on the show. Really. Oh, Thank you for listening. It would have have just killed my Saturday morning. (laughs) Well, we don't want to do that. Good. Um, I was at a, um, excuse me, a new home, and I saw this plant, and I think I heard the name Flora Rosa. Okay. Does that, is that a plant you're familiar with? Uh, Was it a rose, actual rose? No, no, no. It was a... um, uh, it has several leaves on it. Uh, it's on the purplish side, or dark red side. Oh, a lorapetalum? Uh, well, no. I know what a lorapetalum. Okay. I have quite a few of those. Okay. It's a low-growing plant. Hmm. Uh, maybe I, I will send you a picture. Okay, so did it. It have, did it have really fleshy leaves? Yes, it did. Okay, so the, it could be purslane? Okay, and that you can get, it's a ground cover that opens up. It has little bright yellow and red and pink flowers, or it could be white and pink. There, uh, when I saw this, it had no flowers at all on it. No, but it, it just had really to... fleshy leaves. Yes. Okay, so that, that, that is purslane, and, uh, you know, you can get that at any of the uh, box stores or a nursery. Your favorite nursery will have it. It's a great summer plant. It is a succulent. And, okay. uh, and and definitely is a great ground cover. Very good. Very good. It was a beautiful plant. It was planted quite well. Okay. Thank you, Teresa. You're welcome. It. I'm hoping that's it. If not, here. Robert, if you can send me a picture of it, that will help me out tremendously. I, Just text I, I, me a I will, picture. I, I will do that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Maryland and Daytona Beach. Uh, good morning, Maryland. Doing well. What can I plant for summer? Oh, I'm sorry, for winter color. Um, 
and when do I plant it? Okay, so uh, one that we don't really, um, if you're wanting to start your fall gourd, um, garden, that's a little bit different than winter. So fall garden's going to go on through, we still can have plenty of summer color that goes through November and December. But in October and November, start looking for the winter annuals. And this would be like your pansies, your stock, your uh, alyssum, your um, violets, um, and also, um, let's see, stock alyssums, uh, you know, uh, will, stock, I'm sorry? Will, petun- will petunias last? The, the petunias right will last during the wintertime. You'll start to see those coming out, too, as well. It'll be a little bit later on in the season, though. Uh, how about pentas? Pentas you can last? plant all year round. Okay. Um, will they bloom in the winter? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're really great. They will continue to keep blooming. They're a plant that kind of likes to be deadheaded. So, I mean, they will keep producing blooms, but uh, once the flowers on them, you know, die, then um, they get the little dead heads on them. And so if you just take your pruners and just trim them back, they will flush right back out again. Okay. I'm mostly in containers because I have a problem with storm surge. Mostly in containers. Okay, that's great. Uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, think you'd have a problem with that. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Get my newsletter, and I'll tell you when to start planting the winter annuals, uh, like lobelia, stock, alyssum, uh, pansies. That'll be in late October, November. Okay. All right. Wait that late. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. It's, It's not really late. It's just that we have a great winter season for annuals, and it's mainly if you um are from up north. A great uh, formula to follow is that everything that you plant in the springtime up north, you can plant in the wintertime here. And our winter starts about Thanksgiving through, uh, you know, February, March. So it's really great. Uh, Let's go to Jack in Melbourne. Good morning, Jack. You have trouble with corn? Great show. Thank you. Uh, We have a Florida natural yard, and of course, you got a lot of butterflies and birds and things like that. So... We really enjoy it, uh, unlike some of the other people who have the European aristocratic yard. No trees or nothing. <laughs> yeah, that it, it, it's, it's a little stark. Yeah, so unfortunately some people, they cut all the trees down, I guess, and I hate to see that happen. Well, they're not supposed to. You know, when they have a new home and a development, they plant more trees than... Uh, then uh, take them down. So right. hopefully the new, um, you know, regulations on a new development will prevent that. Hopefully. Uh, I have trouble with my corn. It just, I'm not too good at growing corn down here now. So I've been here like 30 years, I mean, but <laughs> just starting my garden. And but, it gets up about a foot and it just kind of turned brown. Okay, so do you have water in your on your corn? Do you water yeah. it regularly? Yes. Uh, and so how often or how, how do you water it? Well, every other day, probably. Okay. And so you're in um, Melbourne. And so do you, um, well, do you water it even when it's raining so we get a lot? Because it sounds like it's rotting. Yeah, that could be. Maybe either too much water or not enough. Well, that's what I would, you would have to determine how much water you're putting down. And then you want to make sure you fertilize it on a regular basis. If it's not getting above a foot, something's going on and you're not fertilizing and then maybe possibly watering too much. 
Oh, maybe watering too much, huh? I think so. Yeah, I know, like when I used to live up north of corn, you never even bothered to water it, just planted it, you were like crazy. Yeah, well, that's, we're not, not up north. Yeah, <laughs> a lot different down here. Right, but you gotta you got to watch the rainfall so that you don't overwater. So if it's getting an inch of uh, to two inches of water a week, that's going to be more than enough, and you don't have to water it. So oh, yeah, I would maybe watering it too much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jack. Appreciate you calling. And Roy and Skip, we're going to can we do we have time, Colton, to take them? One more. Okay, so let's go to Roy in Windermere. Good morning, Roy. Hey, good morning, Teresa. Good luck with your show. Thank you. I got a question on, uh, I planted my seedlings, and uh, specifically the tomato ones, and then it seems to get other ones. When they start growing, they uh, start, like, dwindling. But I noticed I got one of them lizards around my, like, garden table uh-huh. all the time. Do they do they wait for these to get a couple leaves on them and then eat them, or is something wrong with the seeds or oh no 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 those lizards they could be either the anoles are they green or brown well they're kind of light brownish okay the color the... Of my, how they change colors it's kind of the color of my uh bench okay those are the cuban anoles and no lizards do not eat the uh uh the plants what they're eating is the insects and everything around it so they're very beneficial Okay, because every morning he'd come out and say hello to me, and I could almost pet him, you know. <laughs> you you <laughs> got a pet, Roy. Am I just feeding this guy or what? Yeah. <laughs> He's eating all the mosquitoes and the little bugs that are coming in, the little gnats and everything that's coming up. Oh, okay, because I moved this, the seedlings over to where it gets the morning sun and not so much afternoon sun, and they seem to be picking up. And I didn't know it was because now that lizard ain't there or it's the change of the sunlight the sunlight i think that you need to have a little bit more sunlight on them and the lizard may be finding insects around your plants so you want to maybe look at the leaves look underneath and kind of check your plants out make sure that they're healthy and that you don't have an insect problem but your lizard's not going to not going to do any damage to your plant okay so it's uh it's good to get a lot of sun because it was getting a lot of sun where it's at now. It gets, you know, almost all day sun, so I try and move it around to get some shade for them till they get stronger. So know. which plant is this now? It's uh, mainly my tomato plants. My pepper plants are doing okay, but the tomato ones, they get about an inch, inch and a half, start getting, the, you know, like the second leaf on them, and all of a sudden they just die out unless I got some bad seeds. But yeah. they're all the same uh, uh, what do they call that? The little pods you put them in to plant them? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, tomatoes and peppers love full sun. Just want to make sure you're watering and fertilizing. Thank you, Roy, for calling. Hey, thank you. You can give us a call at one triple eight four five five or 2967 or you can text your gardening question to 23680. I will get it. Stay tuned for hour number two. I'm Teresa Watkins, and you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.